Hey friends, welcome to The Beat Goes On, a pro-life podcast hosted by Piedmont Women's Center in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've been looking for a pro-life podcast to help you better understand the pro-life position and other issues surrounding it, navigate sensitive conversations with clarity, confidence, and kindness, and understand and stay up to date on the latest pro-life news and legislation, The Beat Goes On is the podcast for you. Our hope at Piedmont Women's Center is that the Beat Goes On podcast will bring clarity to your thoughts and equip and empower you with the confidence to humbly serve the women and men in your community. Let's get started. All right, friends, welcome back to The Beat Goes On, a podcast hosted by Piedmont Women's Center in South Carolina. As promised, we are coming back today to do an update following the overruling of the Roe v. Wade decision. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go um, go over what's going on in South Carolina, kind of what you can look forward to in the future, and then we're going to update you on what we're doing here at PwC, as well as just offer some encouragement um, for others working in the pro-life movement and our supporters. So let's jump right in. So in South Carolina in 2021, the heart, the fetal heartbeat bill was passed. It was signed into law by Governor McMaster and immediately uh, there was a state issued on it. So it was unable to be enforced in any way. So South Carolina has been waiting for over a year for the reversal of Roe v. Wade to move forward with that legislation. Friday, when the Dobbs decision came down, immediately Attorney General Alan Wilson put in a motion for uh, the heartbeat bill to go into effect, which happened, I think it was Monday. Was it Monday? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot to mention we have Kelly Ross here on the <laughs> show with us too. So Kelly is here today and she'll be um, joining us after we go over all of this. So um, that day was lifted. The heartbeat bill has gone into effect and just some high points of what is contained in that bill. So the fetal heartbeat bill, what it does, it prohibits abortion after detection of a fetal heartbeat, which is usually around six weeks. It does contain exceptions for rape or for incest up to 20 weeks and also exceptions for the life of the mother. And if the reason is rape or is for rape or incest with an abortion, doctors are required to report that to local authorities. If it's for medical reasons, then that must be included in the woman's record. Um, it also does not prosecute women for obtaining an abortion, and that is a decision. We believe that women should not be prosecuted for obtaining an abortion here at Piedmont Women's Center, so we, we support that part of the bill. And um, just legally, if a woman does receive an abortion, she can bring a civil suit against the doctor, and the doctor could be charged up to $10,000 or face two years in prison, but it does also contain protection for the doctor so that no one can take advantage of this. Um, so there's that. That's just that's the overall gist of the bill there. Looking forward to the future. Um, when the legislative session ended in May, there was an agreement that if Roe was overruled, then the legislature could come back and uh, discuss further legislation, which will probably be happening soon in South Carolina. There's a meeting scheduled for July 7th. This is for a special committee that was put together to study this. So they'll be coming in July 7th, and then probably later on in the month, um, the rest of the legislator may be coming back. So what that means, there's a couple of options that I've seen reading several articles. One could be legislation for a hard and fast rule at six weeks, and one could be a complete ban. There are no, there's a holding bill in right there right now, but there are no details in that bill. So that is what yet to be seen. That's just what's going on here in our state. 
So that's exciting news. And we are looking forward to what what's next. So, Kelly, yes. can you tell us um, what this all means for Piedmont Women's Center moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we love pro-life legislation here because it does provide protections that weren't previously available uh, to our unborn uh, state members, right? Um, but let me just say, I don't think our state is done yet, mm-hmm. and I don't think they should be done yet. Um, just like all hope was not lost uh, when Joe Biden was elected as president, everything has not been won yet for us. Like, there's still work to do. And I, I would encourage you guys to get involved. You know, number one, contact your legislature, it, it, legislators. If you believe that there should be a ban on abortion in the state of South Carolina, then you should contact your mm-hmm. representatives and, and you should let them know that. So there's still work to do. Now, you'll have to figure out how you really feel about that, right? D- do you believe there should be exceptions for rape and incest? Do you believe a woman should be prosecuted for murder if she chooses abortion? I'm not here to tell you how to make up your minds about those things. I can tell you where I stand personally. Um, I, I, I do believe there should be an abortion ban in South Carolina without exceptions. Mm -hmm. Here's what we know about rape and incest. Um, They're tragic things that no one should ever have to go through. But we compound the tragedy when we allow abortion to take place there because what we think is it's actually going to help the healing process, but honestly, it's compounding one trauma onto another trauma onto another trauma and that's the reason that I am for an abortion ban in South Carolina without any kind of exception for rape or incest now people can feel about that how they want to feel about it but that's been my personal experience having worked in this field now since 2012 I can tell you I've met with many women that's just who my heart breaks for is, Mm -hmm. is the woman um The other part of that, prosecuting a woman for murder, I do want to address that just really quickly, and then we'll get into Piedmont Women's Center. Um, For 49-plus years, women have been told a lie, and we have failed our communities, and we have failed our children because we have not talked them about the biology or science of life. We have not taught them about um, embryology. We have not taught them just the basic principles. Uh, When a woman is pregnant, from the moment she is pregnant, she is pregnant with a human being. It's not as if she's pregnant with a puppy or Mm -hmm. a dog that's going to magically turn into a human. She is pregnant with a human being. But because we've used terminology that can be confusing, a woman, many women, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because we see it here at Piedmont Women's Center all the time, young women who come to us for our services, they have believed the lie that it's just a clump of cells. Yeah. They've been told that from a very young age. Yes, I was, and from yeah. very high places. Exactly. Like they've been told this either by their mothers, their grandmothers, their school systems, right. people that they have trusted to give them accurate information. And so what we have to do, and, and where I feel very compelled at Piedmont Women's Center now kind of moving into the future, is that we have to be a part of re-educating our community before we can dare Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Yeah, Yeah, we we can't. They don't know. They don't. They don't completely understand. Right. 
Right. They, they haven't been shown fetal models. They don't understand that if something isn't growing, if something is growing, then it's not dying. And that's from the earliest stages, the moment that that egg splits, mm-hmm. there's life there. Right. And, and so we've got to be a part. And I'm really passionate about this and I'm fired up about it because there are bill, bills out there that are being considered um, here in South Carolina that would prosecute a woman for murder. And I, I will just say to those who are leaning that direction, please really pray about it. Because if you saw what we saw inside the doors of Piedmont Women's Center, and if you knew what we knew inside the doors of Piedmont Women's Center, you would agree that we have to be a part of reeducating our community before we can ever consider that kind of language. And until that happens, I feel like it's not... I don't want to say it's not moral because I don't think we can talk moral, immoral, but I, I think that it's not healthy yeah. for our communities and it's only going to further divide. Yeah. And we, we, I feel like we've been called for this time to bring people together and to say, let's, let's give it, you know, some years to reeducate our community. Let's get some real education in our public schools, which our tax dollars are going to fund. Let's get some education in there that actually talks about the science of human life. I'm not talking about just dissecting a frog in biology. I'm talking about really taking an accurate look at the science about how, when, the stages of development. We know all of these things now that we didn't know in 1973. So now's the time. We need to just lay hold of this opportunity that God has put before us as a church, as a body of believers, as those who trust Jesus. We need to lay hold of this to put together a program to re-educate our young women. Yeah, I was, well, we were talking the other day, and we had a, a, of course, we had a local protest like a lot of cities here, and they put out um, several of the papers, shared pictures of what was going on, and a lot of those pictures, they (laughs) cited the girls' ages in them who were attending this protest, and they were anywhere, they were six, nine years old, 15, 18, 19, they're young. So just like Kelly's saying, this is what they're hearing from a very, very young age, and that's the message they're receiving. Right. So and that's the well source edu- that yeah. they've been told they can trust, right? From from the time we're little, we're told to trust our teachers. Um, we're told to trust our leaders. And they have trusted this information. It, the information is absolutely incorrect. It's flawed. It's inaccurate. So now what do we do? Now it's our time. It's our opportunity, South Carolina, to do things that aren't being done in other states. It's our time to really do what we, our our mission here at Piedmont Women's Center, educate, equip, and empower. Mm -hmm. And I believe when we educate people well, when we give them accurate information, they will actually be empowered to make those life decisions. And we're giving them the equipment to choose life here. So excited about what we're doing. So really what we're doing at Piedmont Women's Center, I think it just expanded, you know, yeah. um, because we do want to be a part of that education process in our community, but it also stays the same. Um, I think that we will still be here. And I, on our last podcast, I actually said our mission has always been her. Mm-hmm. It has been. It's always been that next person who calls, the next person who does a Google search, the next person who walks through our front doors. Our mission has always been her. And our mission has always been to get her to him, right? the source of life, Jesus. Those things will remain the same for us. It will not change. And I'm excited about that. I, I actually, I don't know what our client numbers will look like in a year. 
um, looking at some other states, looking at Texas and, and different places, we have every reason to believe the number of people we're serving will go up, not down. Um, and while they may be coming here to determine how pregnant are they, <laughs> right? How, you know, you're pregnant. Uh, but there, there are some things that people will be looking for since we do have the six-week band here in South Carolina. They'll try, be trying to determine um, are they far enough along um, that they can still have an abortion here in South Carolina, or do they need to uh, go to another state uh, to do that? And here's what I will tell you. We're, we're going to offer them truth. We're going to speak truth when it comes to abortion about what abortion is and about what it does to them physically, mentally, and emotionally. We're going to talk about that. We've, we've always done that. We're not going to hesitate doing that in the future. We're doing comedy. Like, like how's this going to work out, really? I mean, some people are like, I just came to see this thing explode. Hey friends, Kayla Suleiman here. The last two years have been a little stressful and crazy, haven't they? Because of that, Piedmont Women's Center wants to invite you to a night of fun and laughter. On September 29th, we've invited comedian Michael Jr. to host our annual Night for Life to celebrate life and family. You like your parents? Yeah. Cool, which one you like the best? My mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This Night for Life will be a family-friendly event, so bring the kiddos and invite your friends for a night of fun. The Night for Life and Laughter will be September 29th at 7 p.m. at Bob Jones University. You can purchase tickets for the entire family by going to piedmontwomencenter.org slash n4l. Again, that's piedmontwomencenter.org slash n, the number four, l. We can't wait to see you and your family there. When ultrasounds come in color now, did you know that? Which is ridiculous. I know it's a black baby. <laughs> it better be a black baby. We're also going to appoint them uh, into two plans. Like this is every client who comes here, and, and some of you may not realize this, but every client who comes here, our goal is for them to either create a parenting plan or an adoption plan. Like that's our goal. When we talk, that's what true choice is when you have more than one option. Right. If you go to the abortion clinic, you have one option. You come to Piedmont Women's Center, you start with us. You have, you have real options. And I believe that uh, in the future, we're going to see maybe an environment where every family who wants to adopt has a child they can adopt. And I know our uh, lieutenant governor here in South Carolina, Pamela Yvette, has been working on making adoption more affordable, which I think it should be. Yeah, it should. I, I, don't think, I don't think you should have to drop twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to provide a loving home for a child. It shouldn't be that way. Um, and I think that we need some legislation. If you want to call your legislators, call them about that, right? Call them about the fact that we need better laws in South Carolina to make the adoption process more affordable for the average person. Because there are many women and families out there who struggle with infertility and would love to have a child and could provide a grace-filled and loving home for a child, but they don't have the cash 
um, to, to have an adoption plan um, in their family. So we'd love to do that. We're also going to be um, working to educate uh, the community, not just our school systems, but the community in general. Um, abortion, almost 50 years, right? I just turned 50 in February. And so while I was in the pre-row uh, world, I was just a baby, yeah. right? <laughs> and I can tell you growing up in school, um, I was never educated about the science of life. I can tell you from being in the local church here in the upstate of South Carolina, I've always been taught the biblical mandate for life. But I want to go beyond that because we can't talk about life without talking about the science of life, not just in our schools where we expect to be educated, but in our churches yeah. um, and in our homes and really creating a place where we're looking at life. Um, yes, we God created life, but God also created science. Yeah. <laughs> you know? being equipped. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then we can really begin to understand how to um, defeat the myths of abortion because there are tons of myths out there uh, about abortion. Yeah. You know, the, the, the number of people who get pregnant um, via rape or incest is a very small number I forget the percentage it's under it's, yeah, under, it's very small it's yeah. under one percent yeah and yeah. so you know we make a big deal about this one thing that doesn't actually yeah. exist and we're not minimizing that no. the trauma of that in any way I want right. to be very clear we want to make sure everyone understands that because we do you know, we meet these women. So we know, um, when we say that we're just pointing to that, that is that most people are getting pregnant because <laughs> consensual sex. Exactly. <laughs> They're doing things. You can say that on this podcast. <laughs> okay. <Wendy. laughs> okay. You're sitting with the boss. You can family, say that. family friendly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's what we're when we say that, that's what we're pointing out here. Yeah. We're not trying to minimize that. No. So, and that's just part of the education. Yeah, and, and what we have to do is we have to look at these things and really focus our marketing efforts on helping prospective clients find us, number one. I think there's uh, people in our church communities here who still don't know. Piedmont Women's Center has been serving faithfully in this community for 31 years, and there are people in our churches who still don't know we exist. It, it amazes me when I go speak at a church and people are like, oh, I didn't know we did that here. I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> you know? So, um, but it's not just about reaching our churches. It's about reaching those people who need us most. It's about reaching those people who don't know Jesus. It's about reaching those people who don't understand. I'm, I'm telling you, I think back to a time in my life before I knew Jesus. I didn't come to know Jesus until I was tw in my mid-20s. And I can just tell you, had I become pregnant in my early 20s, and had I not been married, there is a very strong chance that I would have chosen abortion. Hmm. Yeah. Because I didn't know. And we can't treat the unbeliever like the believer. We have to come alongside right. them and gently draw them and woo them to the Father. And what I believe is when we lead people to Jesus, we lead them to life. We lead them to a life decision. And so, you know, part of what we will always do here at Piedmont Women's Center is share the good news about Jesus because he is. I I've been th have had this statement in my brain, the Lord is. And last night I went on my Bible app on my phone and I just put in the Lord is oh my goodness I wrote down everything I went through every verse the Lord is the Lord is the Lord is I had like two pages of paper and the first one that had come to my mind was the Lord is my shepherd 
And I sat there and just contemplated that verse, and I wrote down everything that he is to me in that shepherd role in my life. Can I tell y'all, there's people right here in Greenville County, South Carolina, who have never understood the Lord is my shepherd. They are far from God. They don't understand his love for them. And that's where our hearts should be breaking. Should we do everything we can legislatively? Absolutely. But our mandate as believers is to go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. And we're right here in Greenville County, South Carolina, the buckle, many would say, of the Bible Belt. And there are people that we could walk down the road here just off of Grove Road and meet who've never even heard the name of Jesus. They do not know. Church has never been a part of their upbringing. And so, you know, that's who we are as a people. That's what gets us fired up. That's why we come in when we don't want to come in. That's why we've continued to come in the midst of crazy protesters and all the crazy things that happen here. And, you know, I just want to say another thing to the leaders in our movement. You know, it's still heavy, I kind of thought when this Roe decision leading up to us thinking that the Dobbs case was going to overturn Roe, and I wouldn't let myself get really excited about it because while I wanted to believe it, it was still kind of difficult to believe. Um, And so there was heaviness. And then there was this moment of levity when it happened, like, Mm -hmm. man, isn't God good? Like, isn't he faithful? Wouldn't it be just like God to overturn a decision like that under the most pro-abortion administration, uh, presidential administration in the history of our country. Wouldn't it be just like God to do it then, right? But I'm telling you, it still feels heavy, Yeah. right? And so to the leaders of the pregnancy um, centers out there in this state and in our nation, let me just encourage you. um, Look your team in the eyes, you know, and just like we said, all was not lost when um, the administration changed and we knew we were going to be under a very strong pro-abortion leadership. Just like all wasn't lost then, all has not been won now. There is still purpose for you. There is still a plan for you. Um, God still has a plan for your organization. He has a strategy for you. And uh, I just encourage you to be praying and to be thinking about what God would have you do next. Yes, you're going to do more of the same, but you're also going to do so much more. More opportunities to provide life decisions with life support. More opportunities to engage our other community resources that we have here in Greenville. Everything from Miracle Hill um, Mm -hmm. to Switch to, I mean, there's just so so many, yeah, there's a wealth of resources here, just like there are in your community. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage you to pull together as leaders and, um, to be honest with how you're feeling, you know, maybe a little overwhelmed, maybe a little heavy, um, and Hey, go have a cookie if you need it, whatever it is you need to do to get there. So, um, but just super excited, um, about what, we're doing here in South Carolina. Yeah, it is exciting. Anything you want to add for our supporters? And when we say supporters, we include if you are praying, if you're donating resource, if you're volunteering your time and your money, we count you as one of our supporters. Yeah, you're not done yet either. That's what I would like to say, (laughs) right? We're not done yet. You're not done yet. Um, I actually believe in order 
to prevent people, like to really be the first choice and the best choice in the state of South Carolina, or especially here in the upstate, for those who are considering an abortion decision, um, it's going to cost us more money than it's ever cost us. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, the we need. Like, if you're thinking, how can I support Piedmont Women's Center? We need a fully funded, client-focused marketing campaign. We need to be able to reach the masses of people with the good works that we do here. We need to tell our story. They need to know we're here. Yeah, they need to know we're here and that we will still be here for them. Mm -hmm. And that's what it means to be the first choice and the best choice. It's preventing them from going to another state and having an abortion. And I know that many of you have seen these companies who are willing to pay uh, for women to um, go wherever they need to go. Um, And I actually, we laughed about it at the last podcast. I talked about abortion tourism being a real thing. And I know some people looked at me and shook their heads and were like, "Eh, I don't know, Kelly. But let me tell you, it is here it's happening right it is and um so we need you now more than ever to pray um we need you to be a resource as the local church um we need you to volunteer um obviously we need donations i mean it costs us about a thousand dollars to serve one client well throughout the duration of her pregnancy that's that is mm-hmm. cost us something everything we do in life costs us something this is a fantastic investment that you can make and when you think about that that's less than a hundred dollars a month that you could partner with piedmont women's center and help us provide care for one client now when you think about the fact that last year we served uh, over 3200 clients yeah. uh, more than 10,000 individual client appointments that people actually kept uh, that's what I that's mean, amazing. you know, in a, in a day and age where people don't show up for stuff, the fact that people have shown up for over 10,000 uh, appointments, that just blows my mind. And I want to invite you guys uh, to an event that we're having yes. where you can actually hear more about where we're going next. But it's more than hearing where we're going next. Um, why don't you tell them, Whitney, about um, Be Our Vision? Yeah, so on July 24th, we are having a program called be our vision and it is going to be a night of prayer praise and preparation It's just what it sounds like we are going to just express our gratitude to the lord for what he's done in this decision we're going to pray about the present and about the future and just help you know how you can be prepared and all this be prepared together And it's going to be a really special time so come out for that it's going to be july 24th 6 p.m at Brushy Creek Baptist Church. And I want to tell you, I'm super fired up about this event. We got yesterday, Whitney and uh, myself and the rest of our creative team, we got to sit around the table and um, actually plan out the worship set for that night. And I will just tell you, (laughs) it was special. I felt like I was sitting at a worship service. I know, I know. It was amazing (laughs) how God, it's amazing how God brought together those songs. And Brushy Creek, they're going to lead us in worship that night. And we just appreciate Pastor Corey and Pastor Tom Tom's investment in in the life community and doing that. And uh, we've got some local pastors who are going to read scripture and pray and really bring us as a community um, into repentance and then into rejoicing. Mm -hmm. And I am, like I said, I am so excited about this event. I get excited about events. You get excited because about I a lot love of people. Yeah, I get. I have a lot of passion. I have a lot of passion. If you can't tell that, well, you probably need new ears. But um, I'm really excited about this event because it gives us the opportunity to repent, to reflect, and to rejoice. Yes. And that's woo. 
That'll, yeah. that'll preach right there. Yes. So please come and contact us if you have any questions. So I think that's all that we have for you guys today. We just wanted to give you that update and encourage you. We will be back again next month. And as always, reach out if you have any questions. All right, friends. Thanks so much for joining us on The Beat Goes On today. We hope we've given you some things to think about. If you are interested in helping the pro-life work at Piedmont Women's Center, here are three quick and easy ways you can do that. Leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Take a screenshot and share the podcast with your friends on social media. Remember to tag us if you do. Or you can visit PiedmontWomenCenter.org to make a one-time or monthly donation. You make our pro-life work possible. Until next time. Thank you.